Switched On on F104 and I'm joined by Kira Sheehan, the founder of Orb Media. Hello. Hello, Louise. How are you? I'm very good. You're back once again to chat to us about what's going on in the metaverse and Casio have caught your attention this week. Yes, there's a really nice story this week about the Casio G-Shock watch, which a lot of people will remember was one of those fashion items that was open to people to kind of in the 90s they would have had a lot of wearers and a lot of followers and a lot of celebrities would have would have had them Mm -hmm. and people like Pharrell Williams and people in the music industry Justin Bieber and because they were so well built and designed not to break a lot of sports people wore them for functional reasons and then they became more and more popular as the years went by like considering that they started in 1983 And since then, they've sold over 100 million units. But as a brand, I kind of think that they weren't really kind of at the forefront of development in recent years. So what they have decided to do is to enter the sphere of Web3. And the interesting thing is that they are issuing NFT creator passes to their Discord community or to their super fans, if you like. So if you log on to the Discord server, and you're a Casio fan, you can go onto the Casio chat room for more kind of want of a better description. Mm -hmm. And you can engage in the creation of the project and you can talk to other people who are involved. So what they have is 150,000 NFT creator passes, which mean that then you can take part in the discussions, in the co-creativity, in the competitions. And then when the product is released, you can buy it virtually and in the real world and you will have that as an nft for your avatar or an nft to sell it will be uniquely numbered Mm -hmm. because it will be on the blockchain and it's a really kind of it's a nice community retro slightly cliched way to bring the brand into a fresh generation of super fans it is kind of nice to bring the community together almost yeah, I think it is like it's retro. It kind of reminds me of the whole Atari vibe, you know, mm-hmm. from the 80s and 90s in that people would remember them fondly. And yet, you know, it still appeals to the wider audience who spend millions and millions on fashion items for their avatars, you know, in their digital life. Mm-hmm. But also so, for things like this, people are kind of moving, you know, onto these fashion that used to be in years ago. So it's almost kind of doing a 360 as well with it. It is. And it's nice to see. It's nice to see the representation of such a strong brand being carried forward Mm -hmm. and, you know, to bring people together with it into the virtual and the Web3 world. It kind of makes the whole thing about brands in Web3 a bit more normal. And the fact that it's not a premium brand, I think it's lovely because anybody who is involved in the community will have access to to the product and to the NFT for small money. Like they're not going to be that expensive. They haven't said on the press leave how expensive they'll be, but I can't imagine that they'll be very expensive, especially because they're minted on the Polygon blockchain, which is a really low carbon emissions um, minting process. That's the kind of the manufacturing of the NFT blockchain number. And they're very efficient. So, you know, they're thinking about the big picture, about their brand representation, about the next generation, the environment, and they're doing it in, in, in a really nice way. And now we're mentioning NFTs there. Now we're moving on to digital pressings, which are essentially the same thing. Why are they, why are musicians choosing to call them something different? So the 
The thinking behind this is that in recent times, NFTs have got somewhat of a bad press because of the pump and dump culture that has emerged behind some of the projects. You know, some people say it's just a Ponzi scheme where people say we're going to release this NFT, buy in now, and then the NFT either doesn't appear or when it does appear, it doesn't have any value. Mm -hmm. So there was so much bad press about NFTs that some of the people in the music industry decided to rename the NFTs as digital pressings. Mm -hmm. And with the digital pressing, the idea and the sentiment behind it is to replicate the feeling of sentiment and scarcity that you would get on a limited edition vinyl or a limited edition cassette or CD from years ago. So hence the term digital pressing. But in effect, when you buy a digital pressing, you can buy it with your credit card and you get a unique name, your name and a unique number of the digital pressing that you have bought. And you can download that digital pressing to your digital wallet. And it is effectively, for all intents and purposes, an NFT. I do love how they're changing the name, but Busted and Ash are jumping on this now. Is it a good route for yes. musicians to be doing? Well, it is in this case because the company who are running this have a really clever guy on their board, a guy called Mike Walsh, who'd be really well known in the music industry in the UK. And he has worked with the the Billboard Chart Association in the UK. Now, forgive me, that's not the right term for them, but the people who count the singles and what mm -hmm. counts as a single and a sale to make sure that digital pressings count as a sale. Excellent. So they count the same as a CD or an album sale, which means that it's kind of a way to swerve the Spotify cancer of revenue eating. Mm -hmm. So if you do a digital pressing as a band, you know, you have some chance of making revenue from the music you've created before it goes into Spotify streaming hell. Is it cheaper for an artist then to do it as an NFT or a digital pressing? I don't actually know what the costs are. Mm. I know they're all minted on the Polygon uh, blockchain, which is the same one as the as the Casio watches. I'm sure that there are fees involved, but I suppose the beauty of it is that if one of your super fans buys an NFT or a digital pressing of your album, if they sell that NFT to another fan, you will get a royalty in perpetuity, which means that no matter how many times it's sold, you will always get that royalty. Okay. Which is not always the case with Spotify and the streaming culture that we're in. Mm -hmm. So it is a nice so way. So that's a big advantage. Yeah, 100%. And it's a nice way for artists as well to try and, I suppose, get some of that money really that's out there. Well, like it is a sustainable way to do it. And it's one of the things that MasterCard did with their music accelerator was to teach musicians about the fact that this royalty revenue you do not have to count on an association to give you a check. You don't have to chase the money up. It's all there on the blockchain, transparent transactions, and the artist will always get paid. So what albums are being released then? So the two that caught my eye this week was Busted's Greatest Hits 2.0. Mm -hmm. So when you buy the digital pressing, you get the top 25 songs that are there. Um, there is exclusive audio with the band talking about the songs and what they meant to them that goes with it. And you get your unique ID number and your name against that sale. And you can buy it with your credit card, which is, you know, a good way to go for massive um, adoption of the technology. Yeah, it kind of makes it easier for people. 
Absolutely, it does. Yeah, like it's a gentle way in. And the other people who are doing it this week are Ash. Mm-hmm. So that's really nice. Their new album is called Race the Night. And again, it's quite similar in the, the structure in that there is audio. There's a numbered uh, digital pressing with your name on it. And there's some private VIP content that comes with it as well. Excellent. So, yeah, so it's like it's a really good way to um, to move forward with the yeah. technology. Yeah. And if you think of Ash, like they're well established and they don't release albums every five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice they way. They don't tour every five minutes either. Do you think they might release it like this, but also release a hard copy as well? Do you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's totally part of the plan. Okay. Yeah, it's going. It would it's be going interesting to, if, if I was going to say the one. same thing. I think it's going to be interesting to see how artists kind of manage both and how it kind of works out in the long term. Do you know something? I think there will be eventually a groundswell towards the digital pressings, depending on the artist. Mm-hmm. I think if you had a K-pop or you had a really strong, um, a really strong band from a different genre mm-hmm. who decided to go with this, I think you would see a groundswell of support for the digital pressings. I think the albums that are coming out now, they're kind of like, um, they're a bit retro. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, the artists are a little bit older. Their fan group will be a little bit older. They're not going to be in that Gen Alpha, Gen Z, now known as Gen Alpha. <laughs> they're not going to be in that cohort. Mm-hmm. So you really are appealing to the vinyl collector at mm-hmm. the moment. It's interesting. It's an interesting world we're stepping into or dipping our toe into, I think, at the moment. <laughs> it's really interesting, though. And the fact that they're recognised as album sales is really cool. I love that. And yeah. Yeah. And like if anyone wants to have a look at them, they're called Serenade, the, the, the company Serenade.co. They're based in Australia and they support a lot of smaller artists. So it's really good to see the ecosystem is growing from the ground up. It's not just like a record label is enforcing it. Mm-hmm. Love that. And that's that's the other thing. I'd love to know what the record label uh, take on it is. Mm. But I don't know that, of course. We'll probably have to wait a little while to, to get all those inputs and all the knowledge that we're kind of, I suppose, wanting and wanting to know more. I definitely want to know more. But sure, look, you'll always yeah, keep us too. up to date, no matter anything that comes out. <laughs> Founder of Orb Media, Kira Sheehan, thank you so much. Thanks, Louise.